Hey, my name is Amber Welford and I am obsessed with all things habits and systems. I'm a mama, wife, and entrepreneur who knows the importance of the little things in life. Each episode, I'll share tips for creating habits, talk about real life behind the scenes of motherhood, marriage, and building a business, and encourage the heck out of you with some tough love, all while enjoying a cup of coffee. So go grab yours and listen up. This is the Live Fiercely Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Live Fiercely Podcast. I am so thrilled to have my sweet friend Hillary Bennett here with us today. Hillary and I have been coaching with our business coach, Jesse Harris Bowden, for a couple of years. And uh, so we've gotten to know each other that way. I'm excited to have her here today. She has such a, a beautiful heart, a love for Jesus and for for mamas. And you know, that's where my heart is too. So Hillary, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit and share your story with us? Oh, Amber, thanks so much. Don't you guys just love Amber? She's the best. It has been one of the biggest blessings in my life to get to know her and to have her call me a friend um, is such an honor. So I am just tickled to be here today. Um, so hi, everyone. I am Hillary, and I am a coach that has done just about everything at this point, from mental health coaching to email marketing. And finally, I found the place that I need to be. I say finally. Let's be real, y'all. We're all going to keep pivoting. Um, <laughs> but I help moms start making money from home, even when they don't know what they want to do yet. But that's just a little bit of what I do. I also am a mama. I have two kiddos, a six-year-old girl and a four-year-old boy. My husband is a middle school teacher, soon to be assistant principal. And we live in the beautiful Pacific Northwest. Awesome. You know what I love, though, is that you know that so many mamas have that heart that they want to stay home and they want to have more flexibility and I love that you have recognized, like, I want to help moms figure out what they want to do because that was you. Tell us your story about quitting, quitting working (laughs) that full-time job and really just going all in on yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So I, um, I grew up and my dad was a manager at a big company and I looked at him and I thought, I want to be just like you. I want to be a manager. You guys, I was a five-year-old who people were like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I'm like, I want to be a manager. That's so sweet. I so bet you're doing cool. <laughs> yeah, I think he did. But like, yeah, I'm a big dork. It's okay. It's what, if you get to know me, which I hope that you all do, it's something that you will come to love about me is my big dork. Um, so I followed, I continued to follow that path. I went to school for business and I got hired with one of the oldest, largest companies in the world straight out of college. And I stayed there for almost 12 years. Um, And my assumption was that I was going to be there for my entire career. My dad stayed at the same company for 47 years, y'all, 47 years. So this is my example of success. I thought that I was going to be a lifer. This company treated me really well. Um, I had lots of amazing job opportunities, great managers. I loved the people that I worked with. I got to work from home before working from home was a thing. I was paid really well. I had great benefits. Then I became a mom and everything changed as you all are well aware of. Um, And this is kind of what we'll talk about later. But when I came back from maternity leave, 
my team was going on an offsite to do some team building and we had an instructor take us through a values assessment. Now I was part of people development and leadership. And so I had taken people through values assessments numerous times. I don't know how this was so groundbreaking for me, but it was, I did this values assessment and it hit me like a ton of bricks. My values now that I am a mom are completely different than what my values were before being a mom. And the reason why I have felt like a crap bag is because <laughs> I've been trying to live into my old values. It's like if you try to put on your pre-pregnancy jeans and it doesn't matter if you're the same weight, you are not the same shape anymore, you're not gonna fit into those. I couldn't fit into my values either. And so I was living out of this complete alignment beating myself up, like, why isn't motherhood enough? Why isn't this amazing job enough? Why isn't anything enough to make me feel fulfilled? Because I was live, trying to live into old values that didn't align to me anymore. So this was this groundbreaking aha moment. And from there, I started really leaning into the Holy Spirit's nudges and God's whisperings to me. And he took me down the path eventually. Now this is years later, let me be real, um, <clears throat> where one day I was in a coaching session with one of my dearest friends and I was like, I can't take this anymore. It was actually the first day back after the new year. First day back at work, first email I got just triggered me. So I called my friend, I'm like, I need a coaching session and I need it right now. And as she coached me, she took me through a vis visualization exercise and God came to me in that meditation. And I physically saw his hand reaching for me and he said, come with me. And he reached his hand out and I grasped it. And I, I felt it, you guys. It was one of the most incredible experiences of my life. Um, yeah. And he's come to me really significantly a couple of times. And I just feel so honored that I have that ability to interact with him in that way. I know we all have our different ways we connect with God and the Holy Spirit. It was so visceral. Um, and that was the day I gave my notice. So since then, like I said, I have done everything under the sun, trying to figure out like, what is God's calling for me? What are people willing to pay for? Cause I still need to make money. Cause remember y'all, my husband's a teacher. <laughs> like <laughs> I gotta make money, honey. Yep. Um, so it's been a completely wild ride that God has provided for and been faithful through every step of the way. Um, and now here I am. And now here you are. What a great story. But I also love the part of your story that you didn't tell about how you had your plan B. Oh, well, yeah, there's actually a lot of parts that I didn't tell, like the part where I drug my feet and told God no for so, you know, I for so many that, years. I want you to tell it all because <laughs> so many people will relate to this, right? They'll relate to yeah. the fear of, well, we need money. They'll relate to how brave you were and you took a step and you just said yes to the Lord or you, your story of you physically felt God right there in that mm -hmm. moment with you. Like mm -hmm. you're, you're not the only one. And so people are going to relate to that. And, and I know that your story is going to encourage somebody listening right now to take that next step. Yeah. Well, let's, let's say this. It was 2015 that I had that values exercise. Aha. And I left my company in 2020. So there were, it was five years of knowing that something was off and trying to figure it out. And then at some point along the way, and I think it was probably in 2017, 
that's when my son was born. So 2015, my daughter was born. 2017, my son was born. And it was around these times that I had these amazing aha moments. Um, I think was when I got clear that I wanted to be a coach. That's when I started to go. I decided to be certified through the ICF, the International Coach Federation. I started my classes that winter of 2017. But there were a lot of no's during that time where I said, yeah, God, that's not going to work. Like, hello, I have to make money. Because God told me years ago when my husband was struggling with what his career should be. And I mean, you guys, like quarter life crisis, crying in the car to me. Um, And God spoke to me at that time, too. This was one of those other moments. He said, ask Alex if he wants to be a teacher. And we had never talked about teaching for him before. And I was like, honey, what would you think about teaching? And he looked at me and he's like, I think that's it. Um, so like God called me to be the wife of a teacher. And at that time we lived in, um, the city of Seattle where like the cost of living is astronomical. So I know that he called me to be a working mom and to be able to support my family financially. So I was like, yeah, ha ha funny, you know, like that's <laughs> never, that's, that's never going to happen. Um, and so many times that I was scared. And in fact, after I quit my corporate nine to five, and I, this is what Amber was referring to, I gave up on myself about six months in. During that six months though, I have to be honest, looking back, I was not all in. And that is because in the back of my mind, I said, if this doesn't work out, I can always go back to my corporate job. Like when I left, they said, if you ever wanna come back, you just let us know. If this doesn't work out, I can always go get a job in my in the city that I was living in. And so I think that having the plan B and plan C honestly uh kept me and also like let's be real fear uh kept me from going all in as a mompreneur. And you have to go all in. Like you can't tiptoe into entrepreneurship if you truly want that fulfillment and flexibility and finances. Like you have to go all in. And I didn't. And so I ended up giving up and I went back to work for someone else. And it was for another coach. Um, And so I was going to coach her framework to her people. And um, I came in and on the day six of my employment, I was told that I needn't come back to work tomorrow. And I was shocked because I was kicking, you know what? for that first week. And they were like, well, you asked too many questions about schedule and it made us question your commitment to our company. You guys, it was the freaking pandemic and I had two kids at home and they wouldn't tell me when I needed to be like working. So anyway, that blows my mind. That blows my I know, mind. Right? I still can't even with that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, I'm glad that it happened because it led right. you to where you're at now, but like, what? I know. So that was God giving me a big kick in the pants. Sometimes he holds out his hand in love and carries us like a baby. And sometimes he kicks us. And that was a big kick. Um, <laughs> he totally does. <laughs> right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, and my husband, who is incredible, uh, we talked about it. And within 24 hours, he was like, I really, you know, we talked about the options. I could either go back into entrepreneurship or I could go get like a traditional nine to five job that wasn't going to have these weird cultural issues like this small coaching firm. Um, 
And he really believed in me. And he said, I want you to give this another try. And three days later, he had figured out how to make the finances work and had done this without even asking me or telling me. And he's like, here's the money that we're going to have so that if you don't bring in a dime for the next 12 months, we're going to be okay. I want you to go do this. What a sweetheart. And this was before he was even a Christian, you guys. Now, oh, that's a whole nother story. That's Praise a whole Lord. nother story. Ah. He, he was baptized this past year. Uh, no, last year. I will never forget the day you came to our call and you were like, my husband said yes to Jesus. And we're all like crying together. Oh, yeah. Um, so that was before he, well, he was a Christian. He just wasn't willing to admit it. Um, <laughs> and so, so yeah, so I, I decided to go all in and that's when I also finally bit the bullet and decided I need to hire a business mentor coach, like stop with all of this, downloading the freebies and pinching your pennies. Like I have to spend money to make money. And that's how I found Jesse. And like now I have Jesse and Amber and Kelsey. They are some of my best friends and we are going to change the face of mompreneurship together. And none of that would have happened if I hadn't gotten fired, but man, that hurt that day hurt. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. I bet. I bet it did. Well, what if, uh, Somebody listening right now resonated with, I want to do something more than what I'm currently doing, but I just don't even know where to start figuring that out. What do you got for? So um, I have a values exercise, which is going to be linked in Amber's um, show notes. And I've kind of already explained to you, like, you can't fit into your pre-mom values. Um. And so that's why I want to give that to you. But I want to touch base on another story really quick to explain why I think it's really important to take this time of self-discovery and reflection before just jumping into something. Um, So my last job, uh, my last role at my corporate job, I was tasked with starting the first ever returnship for this company. So a returnship, it was an engineering company that I worked for. And a returnship is designed to bring women back into the workforce after taking a significant time away for whatever reason. But the typical reason is to raise and care for their families, whether it's their children or whether it's their parents. And so I had this opportunity. And at this point, God had been calling me to help mamas. So God was calling me to do this. And then plunk, I get this opportunity within my corporate job to help moms. I was like, sweet, I don't have to leave. Um, (laughs) Anyway, four months later. (laughs) But um, so I I scoured the nation for these uh, stay at home moms wanting to get back to work. We hired in our first class, I implemented this program into this company. And here's what I found. I found that a lot of times the easy way is to just say, this is the job I had before, or this is the degree I have, this is the experience I have, I'm just gonna do that again. That makes sense, it's easy, it's familiar. But that is fitting into an old version of yourself because it's not just becoming a mother that can change your values, it can be simply the passage of time. Any kind of trauma, and you guys, we've all been through a collective worldwide trauma in the past two years. So we all need to check in with our values um, simply the passage of time. I don't know if I said that already. Sorry if that's redundant. Um, and any kind of like big milestones, 
divorce, marriage, death, birth of a child, um, you know, whatever, like empty nesting, big move, move. spouse changes a job, like any of these big life transitions can um, trigger a shift in your values because your life is changing. And so what your calling is in that season of life and what is going to give you fulfillment can change also. And so if you are a stay-at-home mom and you have been wanting to, if you've been feeling like that Holy Spirit nudge that you have a calling in addition to mothership, and if you want to be contributing financially, and if you want to be getting fulfillment as a woman, as a professional, not, I'm not, I'm going to use the word just, but you know what I mean? Like not just a mom. There's not anything just about being a mom. I call them mom martyrs where you live and breathe for your children, but yeah, not every mom wants to do that. Right. Um, you need to start with evaluating what is most important to you because you might find that you're being called to something completely different than what you did before. And I saw that play out in real life through the women that came into this program. And it was about half of them that were like, cool, I'm going to do this. And then there were about half of them that got in there and like, what did I do to myself? Like, this is not right for me anymore. And they didn't take that time for the self-discovery and reflection ahead of time. So for those of you listening, I, I know it's hard to slow down and I know it's hard to question and wonder before just making a decision, but I think that it's well worth it and it'll help you make sure that you're following God's path, which is infinitesimally better than anything we could figure out for ourselves. That was a really good word. Is it a word? I don't know. I might've made it up. We make words up all the time, but we we sure do. Yeah. (laughs) What did I make up the other day? Oh, collabing. And I totally used that too. I saw that. I giggled. (laughs) (laughs) It gets the point across. It does. It does. Uh, I love this so much because I know that it is hard. It is hard to, to pivot in our lives. It is hard to, to know what God is calling us to do, but you just don't know where God is going to take you. Mm -hmm. And if you don't reflect on that, you're going to just get to the end of your life and look back and be like, what the hell happened? Yeah. That's not how I wanted to live my life. And nobody wants to be that person. Right. And God doesn't want you to be that person either. And one thing I've learned um, is that God will bless multiple paths. So if you were that person that was like, I'm just going to stick with being a mom and not go back to work. Or if I had just decided to stay in corporate forever, you know, there's nothing right or wrong. It's, this isn't like a huge sin, right? There's nothing necessarily right or wrong about this. um, In most cases, God will bless, like he has given us that gift of free will. And so he will bless multiple paths, but wouldn't it be awesome to like find the best one? (laughs) I don't know. There's so much mystery when it comes to the Lord and his plans. Um, And we, it needs to stay that way. Um, But, but yeah. But we can also take that time to reflect on what he's calling us to do and be okay with a shift and a pivot and not feel shame in that. I think some people feel shame that, well, I I was a a direct sales coach for eight months and then all of a sudden I decided to shift. Like I could feel embarrassed about that, but there's nothing to be embarrassed about. Be proud of the fact that you took time to really sit back and decide 
is this what God is calling me to? And it wasn't like, I got that Holy spirit nudging too. And if you ignore that, God's not going away. <laughs> He's oh, going to yeah. continue to nudge that till you sit down and do it. So one really great way that you can sit down and reflect on that is by getting that, that freebie that Hillary has created and figuring out what are your values now? Because like she said, they are not the same than they, as they were before you were a mom or whatever life change happened for you. And I will say, let's just pretend that what you know now doesn't change after doing that self-reflection. The worst thing that happens is you get to know yourself better and you connect with God a little bit. Amen. Not so bad. Not so bad indeed. Well, I will also have Hillary's um, links, both of them in the, the show notes below. Any last words of advice for the listeners? Words of advice, man, just love God and love yourself. Amen. There's there's nothing else that we need to do, really. Yep. Like it, It's that simple. Love God and love yourself and everything else will follow. Easier said than done, I know. Baby steps, like I was saying, mm-hmm. 1% better. That's right. Thanks for being here, Hill. Oh my gosh, thanks so much for having me. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Live Fiercely podcast. If you love anything you heard today, then go share the love with your family and friends. Take a screenshot of the episode, share it to your social media, and don't forget to tag me. Girl, I appreciate you so much for being here, for walking through this life with me. Now go out there, grab a cup of coffee, and live fiercely.